Are we ready? We are ready. So we want to share a little bit about the trip with you guys, of what, because I know a lot of you guys gave financially and stuff to help out, and so we want to show you some different stuff. So I'm going to have everybody come up here. You guys weren't prepared for this, and you sort of weren't prepared for this. So come on up. We're going to stay up here the whole time. Yes, I've got a microphone for y'all. There you go. You have to share. I got a bottle of water for y'all. We're ready, I think. And so we're going to kind of tell you about what went on and what went down and, and all of that, starting at the beginning. Now, some of these pictures are going to be out of order. Most of these pictures, you're going to have to explain where we are, what we're doing, and things like that. Um, but I guess to start it off, we'll start off with the very beginning. And so I learned something very valuable. If you're ever flying anywhere, either travel with Alma or have her book your flights because uh, it comes with, with some benefits there. So we get to the airport, and we're sitting there, and you hear this James and Alma Claude Felter, please come to the front. And so they go up to the front desk, and they said, hey, we were just wondering, if it's okay with you, would you be willing to fly first class down there? And, of course, they immediately said, no, we don't want to do that. That's, we're not interested. <laughs> But no, but I mean, they did. And then Alma was like, well, well, that'd be fine. But we've got five of us. She's like, well, let me see what I can do. So we all rode first class from Omaha to Houston. We didn't go from Houston on the rest of the way, but it was pretty sweet. And then on top of it, I, my suitcase, I don't pack light. My clothes are heavier than most of yours because there's more fabric involved. And, and y'all, then y'all's clothes, right? You know how that works. So, so I get down there and they're like, uh, your suitcase is 59 and a half pounds. Do you want to take something out? And I said, no, I don't. I want to pay the $50. I need everything that's in that suitcase. And he said, okay, no problem. So he's going up there and he's like, huh, it's not charging you. I said, well, let's not argue with it. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's just go. So anyway, so it was good. And the flight was really good. I mean, other than a little turbulence going down from Houston, El Salvador, I mean, it was pretty good, all things considered. Everything got early, which is unheard of when you fly. I mean, it was, it was good. So we land at the airport and the, oh, I forgot something. Tell me. Where's that microphone? That's right. Hey, listen. Uh, you need to call them in English too because I have the only blonde hair, light hair people are the people that are with me, and they don't speak Spanish. And you can speak in Spanish, so either you let them come in with me. And he said, "Well, just pull them over." So there we go again, just looking for everybody. Yeah, yeah, we're front of the line. See, travel with Oma. That's what I'm saying. That's the moral of the story. She prays a lot. She's got some favor going on. So, and she, that was pretty much all the way. Yeah, go ahead. One thing I'm going to say before we get started. Um, I think it is. Yeah, it is. It's on. Okay. Maybe turn it up a bit. We found a great way to slow Chris down. So from now on, and this is going to be all your benefit, Alma's going to translate everything. I talked at a normal pace. I have been trumped by somebody else. Yes, yes, it was a miracle. Between talking slow and wearing a tie, God was there. So there's no question. But uh, So we get to the airport. I don't think I've, have I got everything so far. Okay, good. All right. We get to the airport, and um, we're going through, and you go through customs and everything like that. And they're working on the rental car, so we go stand off to the side. And we're standing in this, right, this hallway 
thing getting ready right by the exit, and somebody comes up there, and they're like, blah, 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 blah. He's in a, a uniform, which means to me, apparently, we're not supposed to be here, but no idea what the man is saying. So I said, well, okay, let's go over here. So we moved to the side. No, 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 no. Bominos. I know what that means now, but I didn't then. And, uh, and so we, we exit outside, and it's, it's, it went from, what was it, 20 degrees here when we left? It was 452 degrees Fahrenheit when we got there. It was hot. And so we start standing outside, and then somebody else grabs us and says, no, go on. So we're like 100 yards from where we started, and we don't know what they're saying to us, but they're not happy about whatever it was we were doing. And so I attempted to go back in, um, learned very quickly that's a no-no, because it was no longer one security guard, it was three. Now, they were all four feet tall, so I'm pretty sure I could have taken them if I needed to, but it was, uh, it was quite an experience. But anyway, so they get the car thing out. Well, what we didn't know is Pastor Mario had his whole, his, some of his students there with this dance team, and so I'm going to show you a quick little video of what, they, uh, what we were greeted with when we landed. <laughs> so it was pretty neat um what you don't see is there's a bunch of people standing off over there and then behind us there was a whole crowd of people there seeing what was happening now, will you explain what that was uh, the, the dance the yeah what they do some of these pictures are hard to see All right. Yeah. So it was pretty neat. I think he wanted a high five. <laughs> he just left him hanging. Yeah, it was, it was really, I mean, it was touching to see all these little kids come there and, and to do that in a big public setting like that, because you try to do that with a group of kids here, most of them are going to chicken out. They're going to be too embarrassed, but they were very proud of what they were doing. Um, large crowd there, and it was hot. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but it was hot. No, for them, it was probably cold. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, 
it was hot. It was some of us are well insulated, so anyway, so that was Thursday, and so we didn't we were gonna go to a church, but we had some vehicle trouble. Um, they drive like maniacs down there, just so you know. There's not enough insurance in this world to guard you from what's going on down there. And the, it was not. So Jim was driving us, and we had some... Yeah. Oh, he fit right in. What, here's the irony of it to me. It, it, this was just me. You see police in different places, and they always have like an AK-47 or a shotgun or something. And so after we got the rental car, we're following Pastor Mario, and we had to turn right, but what we needed to do was go left. So he whips a U-turn. And we follow. Well, there's a cop standing there with an AK-47. And he does not ha- he's not happy about this U-turn. So he says something to Mario, but he just keeps on driving, he, which leaves all the brunt of it upon us. And there, he's yelling at Jim. And Jim's like, so, so he rolls down Alma's window. Yeah, but the irony is they drive like maniacs, and you're concerned about us whipping a U-turn. I mean, go drive around and pull people over. Put a speed limit in or something. I don't know. It was... There's no speed limit. Yeah. No. Yeah, the speed limit is how fast your vehicle will go. 23 kilometers before the airport. Okay, well, it was... It was a, we prayed a lot in the car. So, anyhow. It took a long and unsafe person that we got saved. Yeah, yeah. They're meeting Jesus in the vehicle. That's our new plan. Yeah. Because there might not be a tomorrow. Right, right. So if you have any family that's unsaved, the next trip, we'll take them down with us. We'll drive them around for a couple hours and fly them home. So no problem. But, but anyway, but because the car was acting up, we didn't get an opportunity to go to, I'm not sure, where were we? Okay, we were going to go there that evening. So we ended up staying in, which worked out for the better, just with after all the flying and stuff, we were it's able to nice rest up. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Every a time you pull up a stop sign, it would die, and you try to go up a hill, and it could be it's not used to the amount of weight in the vehicle. I don't know. We were know. following a car and the pastor drives so fast. We lost, like he said, you know, that people get sent between and we lost uh, sight of him. And we follow in this red car and I said, uh, I don't think that's him. No, I don't think that's him. And pastor didn't have an antenna on top of the car. Well, we end up in a ghetto. <laughs> oh, and I said, we're not getting out of here. And yeah it really really i didn't want to drive so i i just know that the nice thing was is that the the hotel was kind of at the base of a volcano so you just knew if you just found the volcano and started driving at it you'd eventually end up close so Anyway, so that was pretty much it for the whole Thursday evening thing, right? So Friday is where we started with the, the school and the church. And I got just a couple of pictures here just to kind of show you um, some of the stuff. So they had them all outside. Now, we were late getting there because they were switching our vehicle out. Um, they were bringing us a van to replace the vehicle that wasn't running correctly. And they were supposed to be there at 7.30. And about 8.15, we don't think they're still there. So they go and call. Turns out he's been sitting outside since 7.30 waiting for us. Yeah. Yeah, they never came inside. So, which we don't know if it was true, though. He might well, that's he true. Might that. Right, that's true. All we know is we ended up about thirty minutes late. So this but is the, the van turned out to be a nice blessing. It, uh, it had more room, more space than everything than what we started. 
started out with. Oh, yeah, it was way better. And so this is kind of what we pulled up to, and I'm just going to show you a couple of pictures. Uh, there are dogs everywhere. What's kind of the funny part was whenever we called the car company and said, uh, hey, we got to have a different vehicle. Our vehicle ain't running. He said, is it doing this, this, and this? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah, yeah, and it was helpful. I mean, so we're kind of over here. You can see the the stage and what they're doing. You got the crowd over here. So the church is over here in the background, and um, there you can see the church behind. Now, what is that? The name of the church? What does that mean? Okay. District Italian. Okay. When, when, I, when we were headed out there, I told Alma, I had taken some anointing and all, and I said, I want to anoint the doors of the church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, there were so many kids and families, and Connie said, look up there at the doors. And I looked up there, and there's a menorah on one side and Star David on the other. And I hadn't been inside. You can kind of see it. Inside, and the Lord just spoke to me right there, and he said, I, I told Alma, I said, this is really going to be easy to bless this yeah. church. I said, because the Lord just told me this is the church of Philadelphia. And uh, I think it really was. It was uh, was thought this loving people, family. So this is just one side. Um, And there are many pictures on Facebook, and we all took, these are mostly the pictures that I took. Um, So you definitely want to get on there. For those of you that don't have Facebook, we'll have a class soon on how to get one. this is kind of behind the stage. You can see more people. I mean, it's, it's clear across, and it is full. And so they're, they're doing a little bit of worship there. Um, and we want those kids. We wanted to bring them home with us. Oh, yeah. All of them. All of them. We were figuring out how many kids will fit in our suitcase. So without exceeding 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'm not sure what. Especially when you see the pickup counter that's got 35 of them. Okay, that's just a quick, we've got a couple of different, I'm not 100% sure what all of these, oh, that's black, okay, let's go with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they put us to shame. That's Pastor Mario right there, in case you weren't sure. Yeah, (laughs) not the good-looking gringo there on the left, so, Um, but yeah, he was there, and so, and you can kind of, you can't really see. The one thing is, is when you pull into this town, there's garbage everywhere. In fact, all along the roads, there's garbage everywhere, but this one was exceptionally bad. I mean, imagine if you dropped a town in a dump. That's kind of what it felt like. It was, it was really, really bad. And, and the coals and everything. It was, it was, it's very neglected town because nobody wants to come in there. Yeah, and I don't want to stare at myself. But that was, I mean, so what we did there is that was the Friday morning. No, yes, Friday morning. All the days ran together for me. And so we did a thing where they did that dance again that you saw just a little bit ago. And, um, and then played some music and stuff like that, and then we kind of all went up there and shared for a little bit, and then I kind of spoke to the kids and the youth, a little five-minute thing. We did a, some games with them, which was a lot of fun, um, did a few magic tricks, nothing, nothing too exciting, but it was really where we're getting to the point where we're passing out the bags and the gift bags that the church provided, um, and when you see that, you know, it's like the things that we take for granted, like pencils, and notebook paper. I mean, they walked around, they would drink out of little plastic bags with the straw in it because there's no cups. 
and just the just things you don't you don't think about. And and so I, it's hard to tell. Yeah, there you go. There's some pictures. So you can see Charles up there. Connie, she's supervising over there. You can see her. She's making sure everybody gets one. No, no, no double dip in here. Uh, but those are some of the kids they are lining up. And this is only the first half of the kids because the second half come in the afternoon. Could you explain the school situation a little bit of what's going on? Yeah. This is the inside of the church. It is now, though, but it wasn't, right? No, it wasn't. Well, the gang, called, because of the gang activity, the school closed down, and the buildings are empty, and those are the buildings that will get hit later on. Yeah. Um, that picture stretched, just so you know. <laughs> right there. Yeah, Jim didn't go back down there and find all the weight he lost. Unfortunately, not just me. I do have to tell you one thing. Pastor Chris took a lot of heat off of me. And people like to tease you about it. You're a little overweight down there. They like to tease you. But it's an endearment. Yeah, so he got a lot of the heat this yes. time, too. Thank goodness. This is, that's a gift from the Lord. So, <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> wow, so we shrunk, and we, and we were swollen, so, uh, we were puffy there, wow, I'm, let's find a different picture, that one's terrible, uh, but, okay, there we go, there's one that's not so bad, um, that is Julio, right, right. Julio. He is the leader of the MS-13 gang down there. We are in his house. And one of his houses. And one of his houses, yeah. Would you explain his situation a little bit? Because you know it better. And okay. It was all in Spanish, and we're like, uh-huh. When he took his hat, I stood behind him, and I started reading all the names. And uh, these children or whatever it meant, I didn't know. But he goes, even though he takes to society what he's done, Well, that's what they say. But he's still doing orders, giving orders, you know, to the smaller, they call them pusos, as the gang member. Chinchito, little dog, is the one that is about to be a gang leader. That's, so anyway, he goes from house to house because he's afraid that the police is going to put him in jail again. So that's why he's in fear. He was afraid of us. We were afraid of him. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, what was really, well, first of all, the fact that we're in this man's house is an amazing testament of the work of the Lord. Um, that Pastor Mario's relationship him, with him was absolutely 
uncanny. You just don't expect that. I mean, if you've ever read The Cross and the Switchblade, to me, this is what's taking the embodiment of what's happening there. You have something to add? Well, I'm just going to say that, yeah, and while we were there, we laid hands and prayed for him. Uh, and he asked us to pray for a few specific things, but one of them was that, you know, they quit bothering him, you know, so that, you know, he can't go to church or anything because if his face is seen out there, somebody's going to arrest him and throw him in prison again or something like that. Uh, which we did get a message yesterday after we got home that uh, the lawyer had got it set up to where he can, if he, he he's going to have amnesty or whatever from. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we prayed for. That's, yeah. that's awesome. started praying for him, she just started travailing and went up and put her hand upon his heart and, and prayed and cried over him and then she hugged him and kissed him on the forehead and I know that that was melting that stony heart mm -hmm. and uh, when we left Monday night he called on the phone, I don't know exactly what he called call Alma and, and also he, he, he kept call us to thank us for being yeah. there and for the gift which I have a peace gift a peace <laughs> he told us before he left the house, he said, don't worry about where you're at. We're watching over you and protecting you. We protect those that try to help us. Yeah. I would have felt better if he just said, hey, don't worry. There's no gangs anywhere around here. You're good to go. Just travel the roads. But and he turned around to Jim and he said, I know you. I have seen you before. Well, he's been there 21, 22 times. And in the neighborhood and in right around this house where we work. And yes, we his face seems familiar, but he said he has seen us, but he assured us that he was that no one is going to touch us, that they know our work of our labor <coughs> and that we're there to do good. And that actually they could affect the Christian. Yeah. And, and I mean he called Monday night, but he actually came up to the church first to say goodbye in person, but because of the large crowd and we were praying for people. He got a little nervous, so he went home. But, I mean, you think about the, the timeline there, the heart of this man, to actually take the initiative to call, wish us the best, thank us for coming, all of that stuff. Um, pretty powerful. So that was our time there. From there we left, and we, had to, we went to, I believe this is, you said Pastor Saul's church? Yeah, we got to meet them. And this is where you guys were last year, right? Because we got a bunch of photos last year. So if you remember last year's trip that they took um, with the place being full, this is, this is it. And so we've got a few different... Just and there is no chair for Jewish seats. All the chairs that we have provided for them at Rockwood and Reese Grace Church. And as people come in, they grab the chair, they clean it out because it's open. So as they come in, they put their little chairs and all of those. And they have a really nice piece of property that really is quite large with several buildings and stuff. Um, 
just some of the things that this is an avocado tree. I've never seen an avocado tree because, you know, I grew up in Nebraska. Yeah, this, this is a different type of avocado. Uh, yeah, they were big and apparently weren't ripe because we were going to pick some. But and then banana. banana again, I've never seen bananas on a tree in person. Of course, the, the kind of the red thing hanging down there a little bit. This thing right there. It takes about, actually takes about seven years, I think it is, five to seven years, something like that, for actual bananas to form and totally grow and everything. Yeah. If you only give one single banana and then they chop the pieces, when a banana is done, given the fruit, they cut the banana plant into chunks and then the new I didn't know that. <laughs> and this is here. This is the same church. So they're preparing tamales. Right. Yep. So this was a church. In a, they're preparing this for his brother pastors a church in right, Saragossa. Yeah, and so they were preparing that, and you'll see pictures of that in a little bit, but we kind of got to see how they were. So, so we took, this is the banana leaves that they're getting ready. They're going to boil those to prepare them, and then they showed us they boiled the corn to make it over an open fire, uh, which I didn't get a picture of that. It had bugs in it, so I wasn't real, you know. They were dead. <laughs> they were dead. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, and then we left from there, and we went to, and I forget her name, but it was pastor's wife's. Veronica to her house. To pick up, she had made the food batch. This is a preparation since October, November, December. Um, I had asked her to make me 25 baskets like she did when Janet went. And I said, this is more of an impoverished area and I need more. And she said, I'd be glad to do it. I don't have the little store, but I will, uh, I know someone that will give me wholesale and yeah, um, I took several photos of her house, but only two of them were not unusable. So this is going to seem odd, but this is her ceiling. Yeah, you can see some daylight up there, but um, and then uh, this is her wall with her TV. And this is all that made it through, so I didn't check any of them. But, I mean, it's not a very big house. It's, it's amazing how a lot of these folks live. Um, and so that was, and then we had a service that night. Now, some of these photos are going to be out of order, um, so, but that was basically Friday, and we did do a service that night. The next ones that I've got here is actually for Saturday. Um, sometimes when you transfer things over, they don't, they don't go the correct way. But this was a picture um, you can kind of see the volcano up there. This is basically outside of where we ate breakfast every day. You just walk out the door, and so that's where a, a beautiful view, absolutely beautiful view. That's What's the only place where we uh, we're not afraid of water, we're not afraid of the food, not afraid of the mosquitoes, but in reality, that's where the mosquitoes got me. No one did creepy, creepy to my legs, but that's where they got me. <laughs> what, uh, what's the name of that volcano? Uh, 
a they kept calling me a bocaron. Now I know why. Okay. All right. Now it's all starting to make sense. And so, yeah, exactly. This was, uh, again, this is the lobby of the hotel, just kind of pointing out to show you. I mean, it's a nice place. It was a crown plaza. and we, It was nice. We weren't slumming it. So um, this was probably Friday night. Okay, yeah. So here the kids are, they're doing a, they did a lot for us, honestly. I mean, they did a lot of dances and some dramas and stuff. I've got a couple of, yeah, they really were. Yeah, you kind of see them there. Um, I'm not sure if they were dancing here or what they do. I've got a couple of just short, short videos to show you as I, there are the food bags. So, okay. And so here's them, and the lighting, they turn the lights out, and so the video's not great, but here they are kind of preparing for it, and here's a... Right. Had chains around her neck. Okay, that's that one. Here's another picture of that. They're all, this is part of it. You can see the chains hanging on her neck there. They were dog leashes. Um... Everybody, Jesus is standing off over here, who you can't see, um, so she's not trying to grab someone's leg or nothing, she's reaching for Jesus, but, um, and then I think I got one more video here, there's Jesus. They look puffy too, so, so anyway, so that was that, and then, um, let's just some of these here. That's Jim and Alma. Now that guy right there to your left, his name was Leonel. He goes by Leo. He spent 20 years in California, um, was arrested and things like that. But he's got quite a testimony, actually, that we do have on video. Um, I, I asked Leo if he, oh, thank you. I asked him, I said, can you give me about a three-minute testimony that I can, I can show the church to show you some of the things that went through? Well, that three minutes turned into 10 minutes. And um, he started at the beginning and then kind of jumped to the end. They came back somewhere towards the middle of the story. And he was, so I'm going to try to put this together so the story makes some sense. He got done. He's like, how was it? I was really nervous. I said, you were just fine. We'll make it work. So anyway, um, and here we are just praying for some people. I don't remember what this was specifically. You guys? Yeah, yeah this was the first night. Oh, that's right. Of miracles and wonders, and uh, we're just praying for this, this lady over that Connie's praying for. Um, Lord, you said call her forward. I told Connie, I said she's got emotional problems. Not, yep. Not and you guys, I mean, you got up and went and picked yeah. them up out of the crowd. They. But uh, what was so moving is Pastor Mario and my sister. They connected. So when yeah. I was looking, he knew who I was going to call out before I called her out. Yeah. He, he said, I can. Your spirit is ministering to mine, but her mother uh, had cancer. Yeah, uh, and this gentleman here uh, is part. Of yeah. yeah, and so and when Jim said that I'm not going to preach for a long time, I immediately thought of Paul. Yeah. I just like boy, that's we call that the Paul service. So. That's an inside joke that you guys obviously are not picking up on. So just never mind. It's only funny if you know it. Here they are. They're getting ready to give away the, uh, the food bags here. So they did a raffle. Basically, everybody got a ticket. Um, not really, you know, when you've got, the, how many people were there? There was a. Every service, there were like 
Yeah, yeah, for the most part, I mean. Uh, and it's just amazing. I mean, the number of young people in this church is, is, is awesome. Is awesome. Yeah. It, and, you know, we think young people aren't committed to church and stuff like that. They have church every day. I mean, every day they have church. Not just Bible study. I mean, it's full-blown church. And, and a lot of days there are two or three services right. each day, and they're there. Yep. Uh, that young man up there in the white shirt, that is Pastor Mario's uh, oldest son, Mario. Right. Little Mario. We call him El Nino. I don't know. <laughs> Not after the storm. But, um, but anyhow, he, uh, he's a, he just graduated seminary. He plays the keyboard, leads worship for them. He's phenomenal, and you'll see that here shortly. So here are some pictures of, of the food bags kind of being distributed. I'm just going to kind of go through these quickly. You can see the smiles on their faces. Some of them are not used to posing for photos. That guy, we had to take three to get, get him there. Um, that was the gentleman you were just praying for a little bit ago, wasn't it? I didn't realize that until now. And just going through these. Okay, can you stop right there? Sure. This uh, man in the white t-shirt and the orange shirt, little girl next to him, uh, the Lord told us, well, Pastor told me I put aside some food bags for some really, really needy, needy people. And I said, okay, that's fine. And I didn't know who they were, but the Lord told us to pray for this man. And Jim, I know he was going to pray for healing for him, but the Lord said no to me. I said, you get your billfold out and put some money. The Lord told me how much. So my husband gave the money to him. And that was, I didn't, I don't know how much he gave him. And then the Lord tugged at his heart and he said, no, you go give him the $50 bill. So on top of what he gave him, it wasn't the $50 that, I, that the Lord had told him. So he went back and gave him $50. Later on, the Lord told him to pray for him because there was a tumor. And I could not get, gather that tumor, you know, that is not. But later on, the pastor said, that is the man that I put one of them that I put the groceries aside. And I said, okay, now I understand. I said, I also we did sow some seed on him. And he said, oh, Hermana, he said, sister, that is so beautiful of you because he has to go and donate blood every two weeks because his wife is in a hospital with that tumor in his kidney. Hmm. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. That is just, that is God. That is well, a little fuzzy. But, you I mean, you can see here how much they were touched by this. And for us, I mean, it's just what we take for granted is unbelievable. I mean, to them, this was, you know, winning a new shotgun for us in a raffle. or uh, I mean, it's... it's Trust me, those bags were full. They yeah, they were heavy. They were, they were full. They had a, they're healed. That's him. Yeah. He was... He was very touched. In fact, I'm pretty sure he came up to all of us and said thank you there throughout the I, You know, I have no idea what the man was saying, but he was very appreciative. So this is that evening of them. Right after service, they set up a table for us and I fed us. Yeah, we didn't know this was coming. And so what you see here are called papusas. They're magical. They're awesome. Yeah. I tried stealing them. 
from the recipe and stuff and, and the gal that was cooking them. Um, they're, uh, would you explain what these things are? I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were so good. It's like putting a baby angel in your mouth. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They are. This is Pastor Mario's other son, Jonathan. And uh, we were joking because if I was El Salvadorian, he could be my little brother. And, and so he... Really? Oh. Really? Oh, yeah. And, and it, was, it was neat to see how they did it because while we're sitting there... Her and a couple, of, I mean, they stood by the table and waited for you to need something. You know, they almost wiped our mouths for us. It was that. But their, their attitude to serve was incredible. You know, we went as God's, we went as God's ambassadors, and they treated us like Absolutely. It was, it was quite an experience. Um, this, I believe, is your dad's it's house? The is this the ocean? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, this is, so this is Saturday morning. This is a leadership meeting. I just, yeah. it was rough. It was real rough. And everybody, oh, we should have brought shorts. Oh, we should have brought shorts. <laughs> you know? It was also hot. There's so that. We, we, we needed to present ourselves as a, you know, we're in the leadership. As soon as it got over, we left. And we let the rest enjoy the afternoon. So. And this is our translator, Sergio. And he drives too. He, yes. Yes, he drives like a maniac, like the rest of them. He fit in just, just fine. Uh, it was beautiful. Um, here's me preparing for service in a hammock. So I've decided we need these set up here. And, and they don't know what's going on. I got to tell you, they still don't know what's going on there. Um, while they're working, they're working on the And we, we thank you for that. Oh, my eyes were constantly And Julio said, don't worry, we're sending people to deal with it. Yes. Okay. Wow. So sometimes the ignorance is bliss. But uh, what's funny here is Sergio. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sergio, he's like, you've got to try these hammocks out. He said, have you ever sat in a hammock? I said, no, look at me. I was not built for hammocks. And uh, he's like, no, you've got to try it. And I said, I don't want to wind up on YouTube. He said, there's nobody around with the camera. I said, all right, I'll try. So he shows me how to sit in it, and there is a process of getting in and getting out. So I get in, and immediately as I sit down, there's four people walking around, including him, taking pictures and videotaping. <laughs> And I was like, well, it was a matter of time. I didn't fall, though, and it didn't collapse, so God is good. Okay, um, this is where we, this is kind of from what we would, you would call the stage as a little patio area um, to where they were sitting in, what do we say, about 75 to 100, somewhere in that range? 78, down to the, the nose there. So um, just a couple of pictures of, of that. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> because I don't have that money, and on top of that, I have a very important piece of paper that will allow me to go back to the States. So I said, okay, I think I can trust you, and I give him my purse. I only had $65, I said to him. And he said, okay, now you can sit down. My purse along there with them, with the phones. And he said, now you put attention to what the leadership is going to teach you. And no looking at the beautiful water, don't look at the pelican, your eyes have to be here. But he does train people yeah. very well, yeah. I would say. That he is a... Yeah. They, honor, they honor him. They really honor him. Yeah, so he basically set them up to get their cell phones out of their hands, which was smart. <laughs> this is Jim, and then you see Sergio, and then we're sitting off to the side, and I think I do have some pictures that maybe show a little bit more of that area. This is from the table we were sitting at. That might be the same photo. There you can kind of see it a little better. Connie and Charles there with Sergio. He was, he was really great to work with, as long as you talk slow, right, Connie? Yeah, Sergio was just, uh, f uh, f uh, and finally Charles had to say, hey, you want to let the guy have a <laughs> word in edgewise? It's harder than you would think. It is not yeah, easy. Yeah. Yep. So this is um, where we all prayed for Pastor Mar. I believe you guys called him up, if I recall correctly. Yeah, you had a word for him. And so just pray. And, and the man is just so soft-hearted. I mean, he cries constantly. And it's just the Lord touching him. And we all cry constantly, I mean, if we're being honest, because I'm not a crier nor a hugger. And I did a whole lot of both of those things while we were down there. He wasn't even going to tell us. But he felt that the, you know, he felt the conference, you know, he called us aside and he says, this conference is so important to the Lord. He said, we, you know, we can't let, you know, of course, we had to deal with the automobile. He had to deal with his dad. And then we had numerous other things transpire throughout the 
case that this conference is so important we cannot touch anything, so stop it. And he even forego went to his, he did not even go to his father's funeral while he was there. Because he felt this was such an important event that, uh, of course, his dad had been a pastor also, and he understands the importance of God's work. And, and uh, him or his sons, none of them went to the, to the father's funeral because of what was going on. Yeah. And also, he, uh, he said he, when we left, uh, I think that night before we left, he said that we filled that gap, that loneliness that he would have had if we hadn't have been there. Right. Right. And he, <laughs> he got to call me my, my father. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So interesting fact with that, Papa means potato, Papa means father. So don't mix those up. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because he was Papa, but that was Sister Connie. Right. Right. I get that a lot. Yeah. I gotta add to that. This is very important. He said, with you coming here, with you people coming here, he said, the view of my community is going to be different in the surrounding community. He said, you are my angels because, he said, right now, I hope that the people are not serving me because of fear. He said, because they think that even the, the mayor of town thinks that I'm in hooks with the gang, he said. But in reality, I am not, he said, so there's a stigma in the community that, that I am part of the gang. But now, even though I have the letters where it's Compassion International, who they help this church. But this is the last year. This last year was the last time that they helped him. So here we step in, you know, to take that baton and, and do what they've been doing with the kids. So now he said that because no one wants to come in, he said now you you're here and they know that this don't come from the gang, this comes from God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really good. So we, we, we did leadership stuff for about three hours, maybe a little longer. Um, we kind of all just took a section and just talked about the different aspects of leadership. You know, you guys specifically kind of talk about the family and, and, and leadership there. I took the church side of stuff, the church leaderships and things like that. What were you? Honor. Honor, yeah. Honor yep. Uh, and so it was, it was very important. So then they fed us. And uh, that was lunch. I have never seen a church like that. Neither had I. It was pretty good, actually. We don't know. We just, sometimes the less you know, the better. So um, it was really crazy watching Jim eat the head of that thing, though. I don't. Eyeballs real delightful. Yeah. No, that's a joke. I'm just, I'm just messing. <laughs> but uh, so that was lunch, and here we are, kind of sitting at the table. So they set up a table for us and some of their key leaders up kind of under this big patio thing. So everything is kind of this way um, from there. And then again, this is Mario's son. He, he was an awesome guy. I really enjoyed spending time with him. El Nino. Right, right. Yeah, so we, we were well, fine. El Nino is a little. A little kid. Yeah. Right. But I'm, as a mother, I see. Right. 
He's 30, so he's past that. But that's our. So, and then after lunch, they brought us a snack. Seafood Jim, cocktail. yeah, would you explain exactly what this delicious delection is? They didn't even take time to cook it. Onions. Yeah, it's not cooked. It's got onions and peppers and you name it in it. And then you, whenever you take the little lemon and squeeze it on top, a lot of times they'll make a little noodles and stuff. But it's delightful. It was delicious. I liked it a lot. I learned to like those things. Oh, well. You don't get to looking like this by turning down food, so... So that was kind of Saturday, and then from there, Saturday morning, so we took off. Um, we had a few things I think we had to do, but that evening we went to... Saturday, on, so, we, so we went to the hotel to freshen up, because we've been at the ocean and sweating, and you know, standing there, and so we had a couple hours to go take a shower, get dressed again, and another hour drive back halfway, going toward the, to the ocean, and then we yeah. went to Saragossa, which is a little church, the little church just getting started. You know, it's a year, first year celebration. And there we are. This is outside of it. So that little girl is the sweetest little girl on the planet next to my daughter. She, um, she was just a sweetheart. Again, she was one of those I was contemplating, you know, if you bend like this, you'll fit in my suitcase real well. That's her mom. Yeah, that's Pastor Saul's Orthodox wife. Right. And that's their daughter. And she's they, actually in the hospital. Oh, really? She's the one that I think got me sick because she sat on my lap. And uh, two days later, I was sick because I just can't believe that they ate the same thing and right. didn't get sick. And I'm the only one that got sick. And the little girl, she was sick. Sal, uh, she was sick already when she was there, vomited on the way. Oh. And, I, and she sat on my lap the day before. It could be. But this is kind of the outside of the building a little bit. We we got there in the daytime and it got dark while we were there. But yeah, so you can. It's very small. It's about all the walls and buildings and everything around San Salvador. You see MS on it. You know the gangs have much more power there than what the the police police or the government's got there. They can't do everything. Um. This amazed me as they're preaching. There's chickens wandering around. A hen, excuse me. Whatever. And I just was mesmerized by this. I don't know why, but I finally had to videotape it because I'm just like, there's a chicken outside the church and nobody notices it but me. Yeah, it's, uh, he's just, yeah, I don't know. Well, he may have been lunch too. Um, so this is... There's Jim and Alma through the wall. It was packed in there, and it was hot in there, so Chris stayed outside. Really hot. Yeah. <laughs> so this is through the window. Um, then I snuck through the door to get a picture so you can kind of see. So basically, there was a f- maybe two rows of people behind me, five chairs deep, six chairs deep. So you got this, and then over to the right, and I didn't get very good pictures of this, um, or more people. And then they had one area that they kind of just built something to put the children in. So, I mean, that, this, our stage is probably the, as big as that building, um, to give you an idea. Here's Charles. This is where I, he didn't know I was doing this. I stuck my hands through the window, through the glass, to take a picture. And there's some people over there that I saw laughing at me. So. 
Yeah, it it it, it took. I didn't go in. I sitting clear back over against the wall over there. That gentleman's name is Taylor Wilson. Him right there. We've known him ever since we've been going down there. He's the one that had the son that got healed from the oh okay asthma. Yep. Yep, and so they asked us all if we wanted to speak, and Jim's like, well, I don't really have anything, but I'll get up there and say something. And he's like, well, I'm going to turn over to Pastor Chris, and I'm like, well, I don't really have anything. So I'm up there, I'm like, well, it's great to see you all. Hey, Charles, why don't you come on up? And we laid it all at Charles' feet. So, and he did the job. And he did the job just fine. It was really good. So, and then. What's funny about Pedro, he came out because he recognized us, and I, I, I kept looking at him when he was at Simon's door. I thought, well, I had seen him before at the Rockford Church. So this is that little girl again after dark. She looks a little green there. But um, one of the things that blew my mind was we ate at Denny's. Yes. <laughs> like you're in a third world nation and you eat at Denny's. I don't know. It's just. Surreal likes Denny's. Surreal likes Denny's. So. He's over there. He's like, "You're so good." Yeah, it was. It was good. So, that was the. Uh, I believe these are here. Are Sunday morning, and so Sunday morning they do a nine o'clock service. They do a four o'clock service and a six thirty. And so we each kind of, as we were preparing, this was kind of the big day. We did the leadership thing, but we were prepared for this. And so we'd had it all divvied up. And, 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 I, and I didn't tell you guys this before we left or anything like that. I, we all spent a lot of time praying. We prayed together. We met. We had everything kind of coordinated and had a plan of what was going on there. And I wasn't sure, you know, I don't know these people. I don't know what's going on. But the Lord really put on my heart to, to speak on the baptism in the Holy Spirit because us going down there is great but we need to leave something that they can continue the work after we go and so I was like okay well that's fine well then shortly after that I was like okay I can do this Jim said hey you know just so you know pastor said that um, he usually speaks on you know one of the, out of one of the prophets and I'm like huh okay He's like, but you do whatever you want. I'm like, no, I can make this work because John the Baptist was a prophet and he spoke about this. I was like, okay, I can spin this. And then, um, and then initially, I think I was set up to do the evening service. And I, I'd seen this thing as I was praying is that as I was teaching this, I'd see this room was full. It was dark outside. And as we offered it, the whole room stood up. But then something changed. I think Sergio was originally going to have to leave. And so we moved me to the morning session. Um, that way I could have him as a translator because Alma can't keep up with Chris. And so that was the idea. So everything kind of shifted a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I was just overthinking. Well, it all ended up working. And so as we go in there, I'm prepared to, to teach on this. Well, then I hear Jim go up to Pastor Morrow wanting to know if it was okay to, tonight he speaks on the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, okay, well, that's great. That's the same thing I'm teaching on. So I was like, oh, this will work out all right. So I was like, I'm going to lay the groundwork. I'll teach on the scriptures and things like that. Jim can land the plane. And so you got all these different things going on. Um, there's their drum set off to the side there. So it gives you an idea. That tile makes you dizzy as you're walking around. And there was a step by where we were that we missed several times. And I go back to the other picture. Pastor Chris found this. But that 
Yeah. Yeah. That's the pastor's office. It was, which quickly became, because I was thinking, I said, well, Sergio's really the only one that needs to be on stage. We'll just sit in there and read our notes and let Sergio translate, but they, they voted against that, so. Give you an idea. I think this is where they shook hands. Just a little idea. amazing grace so Pastor Chris and I actually sang one song together yes and they did yeah this is a song called Alive by Hillsong you see that piano he's playing there the keyboard that thing's maybe a $40 Walmart keyboard at best he made that thing sing it was unreal what he could do these tell me they're pictures but they may be videos oh you'll recognize this song nobody shows up on time either just so you know You were not there that day. Just to give you an idea. So, I mean, it's just, it's interesting because we could pick up on the tunes and stuff. Now, I'm going to show this next video, and this is, is Mario Jr. Watch his fingers. I mean, it, if you don't play piano, you don't know how hard it is to do that on one of those keyboards because the keys aren't weighted and they're spring-loaded, so they bounce back really fast. And so, like, I have this thing, which you haven't heard me play yet, but I didn't want to play with showing that. <laughs> so it'll be a few weeks before we come back, well, after you forget of how, what that really sounds like. So, um, but that was that morning. So, so I taught on, on the baptism of the Holy Spirit and really went through scriptures and laying a foundation of it, setting Jim up for that evening. And so Charles and Connie came up and were teaching about, a, a lot about Israel, but a lot about what, you know, our role with them and things like that. And of course, I'll let you speak of this. Uh, this is the moment just prior to the moment where Connie left Sergio in the dust and I'm going to hammer on that because normally it's me so it just felt so good um, just a couple of photos here I got more than a couple of photos but the Lord had me just uh, he put a burden on my heart for the love of God and you know there's so many people that come to church but they have not seen the love of God they don't know the love of God so that was my witness that I've worked in a church for 30 years, and I've not known and experienced the love of God. I knew he loved me because the word says, but as for still being present, I've never 
I had never done that. So that's what I talk about, the love of Christ, and what could hinder me from receiving the love of God. Yeah. And every time I pray for someone, I pray, I pray that the Lord, if there's any hindrance in their heart, that they, they, that they cannot receive your love. I break that now in the name of Jesus, and I just give them a big hug. Because I had people pray for me, and they said I had the arms of love. So when I hug somebody, I knew they were receiving the love of God. Sorry. He doesn't even he doesn't even really realize he's doing it half the time either. He just he's really good. Um, so he shared there, and then this is where they're getting ready to start praying for the leaders. And I'll let you talk about this because you were there. Yeah. He's the one that put the burden on my heart. And, uh, but anyway, we took, uh, I think, six or seven talits down there. And we explained what a talit is real yeah. quick. And we called, uh, I called the pastor for it, and I called the head intercessor, his two boys, and that lady standing on the other side of the Galaxy Church, she's the one that her, her mother uh, has uh, cancer, and then uh, uh, we call, they called him Leo the Lion, Leo. We prayed over each one of them, and the Lord gave me a uh, message for each one of them. And uh, we prayed for the gal with the mother when we when I put the mantle over her and, and prayed over her. Uh, we just anointed her hands for healing, that she, and I told her to take that to leave and go to her mother and lay upon her and, and put her hands and, and pray over her, and, and the Lord would heal her. And, uh, I prayed for uh, Pastor Mario. mantle of authority and uh, what was so so neat mm -hmm. and what that's reason I know that the assignment that we sent down there for was done because he said uh, some of the people in his church and some of the people thought as Alma said that his authority comes from the gangs mm -hmm. because uh, because how he can move around and do the things he did but after I, we uh, prayed over him and they said now we know where your authority comes from. And the head intercessor, when I prayed for her, uh, That's her, her mother is Catholic, and she never would come to that church, and she didn't like her daughter going to that church. Uh, that night, she happened to come with her daughter to that church, not knowing that we were going to do this. Yeah, for the first time. 
And when I prayed over her, um, then afterwards, the next day, her mother hugged her and told her she was where she should be. So yeah, I, it was I it was really neat to see that. And then we presented the uh, pastor with the shofar, uh, and then we made some decoration decrees and and uh, and then we blowed the shofar and had everybody shout. But it was it was it was powerful. Charles had to uh, run Purell through his shofar because about 40 people attempted <laughs> yeah. it. Like so it, it had a layer of spit in it that thing had never seen before. And there they are. And will you explain what a talit is real quick? Just because I'm not sure everybody here knows what a talit is. Will you explain what a talit is real quick? The talit is, uh, is a, a, some call it a prayer shawl. They, uh, Paul called it a little tent because he was a tent maker. He didn't make tents that would go out and live in. He made those right mm -hmm. there so he could move from town to town. It's also uh, that rests upon his shoulders, the key of David, that gives you the authority, uh, the governmental authority. And uh, we... We went into the courts of heaven uh, and petitioned uh, at the leadership meeting. We went into the courts of heaven and petitioned the building that Pastor Mario needed to, to accomplish what he wants to do in, for kingdom work. And uh, Jim will tell you later, um, they had a meeting the other day afterwards, and he called and asked at 5 o'clock if we'd blow the shofar for victory. And he got the, he, he got cool. the building. So that was the four o'clock service, and then and initially Jim was going to do the evening service, but with Alma getting sick, she wasn't there. So I ended up stepping in, and what was here's the irony of it: it was exactly what I saw before we left, because I got up there and kind of recapped what I taught on that morning, and then uh, went into just a few other things. But basically, it was uh, the the call was if if you want the baptism in the Holy Spirit, because I taught on the three baptisms that the Bible teaches on. And so I said, you know, this is something, this is the endowment of power from on high that was promised. And so I only got a couple of pictures of this, but you can see there's nobody sitting in this building. Everybody's, and at this point, this is where we called people up to be prayed for healing. Prior to that, I didn't actually call anybody up for this because of, of the sheer number. And you don't have to lay hands on it. This can be done corporately. It's not like we have to do that. Um, but, but it was the thing. I, had I showed up really not planning to do anything that evening other than, than take a few photos and pray for people and stuff. So it was amazing how even in the, the midst of all of this, the Lord had prepared me for this. And so it all worked out well. Um, I only got just a couple of pictures just to show you. But I mean, there's there's nobody saying, and the time of worship was incredible. They, they sing that song, I played it earlier, alive, and I actually got up there and started singing with them, and I was a little rambunctious. I was jumping around on the stage, and Pastor Mario's over there like, oh, Lord, don't let it break, you know? <laughs> so anyway, um, but it was, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. The energy was unbelievable, and these people were touched, and many, many people were healed, um, not just through this service, but through all the services and things. Um, but so this is all the photos I have of that because obviously I was I was preoccupied. Um, so then Monday morning um, was the meeting with a whole slug of people. And I'm going to let you talk about that more as I kind of go through photos here. Um, just one more picture of the volcano. That's where we ate breakfast that morning. It was it was rough. But well, Monday morning we met with uh, 
convoy of hope. We met with World Vision. We met with the Rotary Club. We met with leaders of. Wait a minute, I gotta make this call. <laughs> I prepared <laughs> before we left. Paul Zimmerman, he gave long time ago. He don't remember. He made us a Paul Harris Award. We couldn't afford that kind of money. You know, I don't know how much he paid for that, but we both had an endowment, and I know he did it. I know I, he never told me, but I I do believe he did that for me. I think right. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, and, and explain like the, the connection with the Rotary Club and things, why that was important down there. Yeah, and, and we'll go through all that. But anyway, then we had the, the leaders of District Italia and the leaders, the mayor of Tanaka Kisengi there. Up, 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 up. Uh, They're out of order. And the reason being is that, of course, Convoy of Hope has feeding programs for areas in need. Their program had already, uh, you had to have the applications in by the end of November, and they'd already awarded the programs and everything. But they came there anyway just to get to know us and get to know the area and stuff that we was working in. And God bless him. Uh, he is a wonderful person, God. Uh, but anyway, before that day was over, they had agreed to start delivering 450 meals a day out there next month. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. If that, was, if that was just our trip, just for that, I would have gone. Just for that, for 450 kids. Even though everything was already set in stone and everything, they said we could do this. So praise God they're doing it. Uh, we met with World Vision, uh, which basically World Vision does several things. But one of the main things is that they do is they teach and train uh, young people's trades. Welding, like bakery, like uh, woodworking. Uh, they send people in to do this, uh, which that is one of the desires that we have, and that's the reason why we gathered with Rotary there, because Rotary has, you know, international grants you can get to help perpetuate these things, uh, but you have to raise, you know, it's a, it's a matching grant, so you have to raise so much, and they raise so much. Well, while we was there, World Vision says, you know, we have a group out of is willing to invest $150,000 in this. Uh, so I said, well, would they, you think they would be opposed to funneling us through Rotary so we could get that match, you know? So we may have a possibility of, of $300,000 being funneled into them programs down there if, if, uh, if everything works the way we hope it's, so believe it's going to work. Yeah. I hope yeah. believe. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it, it's such a need that it's just unbelievable. But they don't only teach them woodworking and things like that. They teach them social skills. They teach them, uh, they educate them. You name it, they do it. Uh, World Vision, it, it's an awesome organization from what I can, so far from what I can see from it. I went and investigated a little bit after we got back. World Vision, 85% goes directly to the people. They only keep the teachers. So just like Salvation Army, if you mm -hmm. really want to give some, you need to look it up. And so anyway, we met with Rotary also. They was there, and they said, you know, no problem. Whatever you want us to do, we'll help you do it. Uh, then, then we met with the, huh? 
Oh. Uh, He's on the other side there. But let me. And then there's also a lady there, which the lady spoke pretty good English. I was able to talk to her quite a bit. The right. one on, yeah. And the other two standing by right. her right. there right. was the people from World Vision. Dr. Vosarian, uh, one of the very, 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 very good. And they do have a golf course in El Salvador because I said, where do you guys meet at? They said it's a country club. <laughs> <laughs> And then, so anyway, after we talked to Rotary, then we talked to the leaders of, well, my wife did the talking, talked to the leaders of uh, District Italia, the, the mayor of, of uh, which they decided that they must be some type of relation because they have, uh, their parents have the same, the family has the same last name, so they decided they must be some type no, of relation. No, he said it. He said, you don't know this, but we are a distant cousin. And I said, okay. <laughs> And then so yesterday, I think it was yesterday I called Charles because Mario was meeting with the the hierarchy, the mayor and stuff like that to find out. See, they've got like five building locations. Rotary don't build buildings, but they will fix them up. They will supply them with the supplies that they need. They will continue to do it. So they've got five buildings, you know, like some of them are the schools that they have and stuff like that, you know, that aren't being used anymore and stuff. But they've got five buildings there at the place that can be used. Um, and so then he had a meeting with the mayor and stuff yesterday and he called Charles and says, you know, well, why don't you close the show bar at five o'clock because that's where our meeting is. Anyway, the mayor said, yes, you can use those buildings for whatever you want to use them for. Awesome. Uh, they're available to you. Yeah. It was really cool. Quietly, and she said, 
Don't mention this to anybody. I guess the task force only doesn't know that she has AIDS because she gave it to me different, even though her husband gave it to her. You know, so it's a pretty sad, a very, very sad situation. Yeah. But she does go get her treatments and stuff right now. Yeah. She does. And, and of course, my wife spent a day in the hospital. <laughs> I can't even hear doctors, nurses, anything like that. But anyway, she spent, she had IVs, she had antibiotics, she had potassium, she had Cardium. pain medicine, she had, and so after we was all done and everything, you know, we went up to the counter to find out how much the bill was going to be for this, $147.50. I had all cancer tests done, and I told the doctor, please don't send me back with, like, the first time I had food poisoning, because I... I don't want to take a bug and they won't know how to treat it and it goes in and went into my blood system and he said, no, we'll make sure that everything is treated. He said, as soon as you get there, go see your doctor. So. Did that 147 include the tip or? <laughs> yeah. uh, just one more quick little funny instance that the last two nights we had Pastor Mario and his son come and stay at the hotel with us because we had meetings to go to and stuff and that way they didn't have to because his vehicle wasn't running half the time. Uh, but that way they didn't have to try to get up and get to town in the mornings. And then take an hour for them to get up. But different things. So we got him a hotel room to stay there at the hotel with us the last two nights there. Yes. Well, I told Surio, I said, take because they've never stayed in a hotel like this before. No. I asked Surio, I said, can you take them up and show them how everything works in the room and everything? And he said, yeah, no problem. So, uh, and they got up in the room, they got to talking, they forgot one of the valuable things that he forgot to tell them, you know, is that the next morning they came down and they looked like popsicles. Because <laughs> the air conditioning was set on 16 Celsius, which is, for them, really cold. <laughs> and they couldn't find enough covers and stuff to put on that night. They didn't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we fixed that the next night for them. Yeah. They wouldn't have liked my room. I didn't know how to read Celsius, so I set mine to 12, and I was comfortable. Sergio, Sergio, not so much. He went on the Internet and said, okay, Jim, find out what 20 Celsius is. Oh, no, we need 22. <laughs> yeah, so... So that was the meeting, and the meeting went really, really well. And then immediately, I just want to show you this video um, because this kid amazes me of what he can do, especially on a real piano. This is a little clip. So I was down a hallway, and I heard what I thought was one of the employees of the hotel come and get on the piano. And then I walk out, and, and it's, it's Pastor Mario and Mario Jr. kind of entertaining those who were left, getting ready to leave. So check this out. No. No. <laughs> Pastor Chris. So, yeah, he's been playing. He told me if I got the number right, six years, never had a lesson. Yes. Right. Make that... <laughs> I offered I offered Mario a job. Yeah. Uh, the day that we 
different community. I already had tracks, one had some in Spain, so there was leftovers, one in Karawa. But I got sick and I thought, I think you need to come in. This time I said, I don't feel, I will be more stressed out knowing that you're there and I'm not there, you know, just that. So they came in with the excuse, we need to take Alma to the hospital, you know, and things like that. Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was, that was Monday and here's Monday evening. So this would be the last service. Um, you can see the food bags again. Uh, they were doing, the youth were doing something there. Singing. Singing. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. I don't know why I'm pointing this. It's not like it's a remote control. Um, and here they came down again. They did another drama for us and they're all over the place and Oh, is that what that was? I never did pick up on it. <laughs> I couldn't figure nothing out. <laughs> I, I spent the whole time no habla espanol, so. Now watch, they're going to start the Macarena here in a minute. It's an abbreviated version. Yeah. No, no, this was something else. I have no idea what they were saying. Yeah. No. Yeah, it was. So, and you can see Leo there in the background. He was attempting to translate Alma into English for us, but he's very soft-spoken, and Alma doesn't talk slow either. And so he couldn't keep up. So it was, it was a, it was a thankful effort. But no, you were fine. And so this is Jim, and he was teaching on on marriages specifically. Um, and I'm sure you've heard the story before. But what happens down there to these young girls is, is a tragedy. They are taken advantage of at a very young age. Um, and, and many times when we were praying for people, even not speaking the language, it just seemed like over and over you're healing, you know, uh, forgiveness, I things like that. Come forward and say, I was getting raped. Yeah. And 12 years old, 14 years old. It's really, really good. And so here, here we are praying for the different marriages. And you can see, and it was it was so cool to see. One of the couples had come up to me Saturday night and asked me to pray for their marriage, one of the young couples. And I said, not a problem, but make sure you're here tonight because I knew he was teaching on that. Um, and just to watch them just break down in tears, to watch them just cling to one another. Um, yeah, it was it was powerful. Very powerful. And so in an effort to, we probably need to land this plane here pretty quick. It's almost 12 o'clock. Um, you know, it was just, it was an incredible experience, and I think I speak for everyone on that. Um, many times, at least for me, you know, when I go to a church just here in the States and I go and preach or I do a weekend thing or something, I come home exhausted, absolutely exhausted. I'm ready, you know, whatever, just to get back to normal. 
I was so energetic coming home. In fact, I almost drove the lady next to me on the plane crazy um, because I was like, so where are you from? What are you doing? How you been? How's life? You know, things like that. Um, but I mean, I, I, I left pumped up. I left excited. And when you walk into the place, and, I mean, they're poor. They have nothing. Absolutely. They cannot impress you. They have nothing that they could possibly do to impress you. But their heart for the Lord was incredible. And when I walked in, you know, I left excited, you know, to go down there um, but when I walked in, my heart broke, but it didn't break for them. It broke for us. They have something we don't have. And in and, and, and Revelations 2, it talks about the church of Smyrna, is that although you are poor, you are really rich. And it was, it, it's just to see what they were doing down there. I mean, for me, you know, I'm a young pastor. I'm always learning and wanting to grow. I, I told a friend of mine, I said, every pastor I know needs to go down there and spend a week with Pastor Mario and learn how to do things. That man is incredible. You're talking about good ground, good soil. It's like, you know, there are some places I get called and say, hey, would you be willing to support us? And I pray about it, and I'm pretty critical. Um, I, I would do anything to, to, because what they're doing down there is absolutely incredible. And, and so one of the things I want to do, that kind of the Lord laid on my heart, is that I want to pray for you guys as a church body. All of us together praying for them. And so if we could have just everybody come up and gather around, and this will be short. But the Lord showed me something while we were down. If you guys would just kind of gather here. I'm going to move this out of the way. Wow, this is heavy. But, and if you guys would just come up and gather around them. And we, I just want to pray for them before we go. Because there's people that do missions work. And then there's people that do missions work. And what we're doing is we get to be a part of what the Lord is doing down there. And it's powerful and it's mighty. And so I want to, before I pray, I want to tell you guys what the Lord showed me when we walked down there is, is that we were this recipient of a lot of groundwork that took place. Is that the roads had been paved. And so what I kind of saw as we were down there was almost like the digging had been done and the concrete had been poured and this foundation had been built. And these walls were going up and they were built over years and years of sweat and toil and through prayer and through faithfulness and through dedication in El Salvador. And on the front of this wall were these two giant iron gates. And I, I was just like, okay, well, what are these? And these are floodgates that are getting ready to open. But the floodgates wouldn't be there if somebody hadn't done the work. Because the Lord's looking for somebody. He says the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. And here are two people that we get the privilege to rally behind of the work that they did. I can't describe it enough. You have to see it to, to believe it. Because we're in a gang-infested area with young ladies who most of the time you've met them have been raped at least once. And all of the things. And here they are crying out to the Lord and praising God. And it was because of the work that they did. And so the Lord, I'm just telling you, one of these days they're going to go down there. They're not coming home. And they know this is nothing new. This is something the Lord, but this is amazing. And we get to be a part of it. So I together as the church family want to pray for them and lift up their work. Is that all right?